if Deshaun Watson was an NBA player and the Spurs just signed him, I'm out. Like, that's it. 30 years of being a fan sucks, but it's gone. And I'll keep the good memories, but I won't root for you while that person is there. That's it. Good day, afternoon, morning, wherever it is, and welcome to the latest, greatest episode of What Did I Miss? It's coming after a hella good weekend of March Madness fun. It's official. Those seatings mean nothing. And just like in good, I like to say predictable because I want it to always be a part of March Madness. We've got a Cinderella story, and we could talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Go Peacocks. But there were also some other things that happened. F1 returned. So Beadsy's back and happy. And the NFL, uh, which is our first story. Before we get into that, guys, because I feel like my blood pressure is going to maybe reach some sort of a level where I have to take a thing. But um, did you guys have great weekends? I did have a great weekend. Yes. Thank you. It was absolutely beautiful yes. in New York City. Spring is sprung. I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. No, that's no, you nailed it. That was perfect. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I worked the whole time. I was watching basketball for work. It was a good way to get paid. Uh, I can oh. talk about all the college hoops you want, but I don't think that's what we're most interested in today. <laughs> no, we are not. The big story that that happened basically through last week, and people are still sort of processing, learning more, finding out more details, was the big contract uh, that was given to Deshaun Watson. Now, you, you obviously wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you don't know who Deshaun Watson is. So yes, he was the Texas quarterback, sat out a year, didn't even sit out a year for what is the stuff that he did, sat out on his own. That being said, the Cleveland Browns swooped in after what apparently was an internal bidding war amongst 13 teams or so and offered the man $230 million. It's the highest amount guaranteed uh, ever to a player, ever, okay? And he also had his monies protected by, um, I guess, great representation, million-dollar base salary for this upcoming season because they know that the 22 Civil cases that are currently pending are going to be pending and will either be resolved in some sort of a punishment situation. The league may step in. He'll be suspended. The amount of time that he could be suspended for is obviously unknown, which brings us to now. So when I took a three-year break from watching the NFL, uh, I was very vocal about it because I, I felt very angry. And I felt very sort of, look, the NFL doesn't owe any of us anything clearly, but what the NFL does do is put on a show, a charade of giving a damn about women. Now women, according to most statistics, make up about 40 to 45% of the NFL fan base. That's a nice chunk right there. What the NFL does though, is they'll put words and stickers on helmets. They'll tell you about breast cancer for a hot minute. They'll sell you some pink merchandise, maybe a bedazzled Giants hat. That'll get you going. That'll really tell you that the NFL gives a damn about you. But what they really do, the actions that they really want you to never, ever mention are moments like this. 22 women, 22 women put names on things. They didn't take a settlement. They wanted this to be dealt with correctly and with justice. That tells you something. 22 of them have come forward against this guy, alleging what they have alleged. And the NFL now has to figure out whether or not they want to punish this guy. I'm not going to hold my breath. They have told us time and time again what their priorities are. Women abuse, animal abuse, what have you. Yeah, six games-ish. Deflate a ball, four games. 
bet $1,500 of your own money on something, an entire season suspension. I don't suspect or expect that anything bad's gonna happen to this. What grosses me out, once again, is that as a fan of football, we have to now do gentle, mental gymnastics to try to figure out a way to justify not feeling gross when we watch a sport that we all love to watch. There are so many levels to why this story is angering and frustrating and, and really just disappointing. I'm not naive. It's never None of these things are ever going to go away. It's going to go on forever. I guess I'm still a little naive in thinking it could change. Number one, the Browns put out a statement that they did an investigation. Bullshit. You did nothing of the sort. You didn't talk to a single woman. You didn't talk to their lawyers. You didn't talk to anyone, which tells me that your investigation went something along the lines of, let's text Deshaun Watson. Hey, did you do this? No? Great. Here's $230 million. There's one. That's an investigation. So Browns, you're gross and may your bad luck and, and fortune and never winning anything continue for as long as we all shall live. Number two, the other teams that were in this feeding frenzy, how disgusting are you? This is not even solved yet. We have no idea what was or wasn't done. Worst case scenario, he did all of it. And he's a criminal that got away with it. Best case scenario, he pays for sex all the time, which is also illegal and a crime. And what are we talking about here? So shame on all of you. Not only did this guy get another job, fine but they rewarded him with the highest guaranteed contract that has ever happened in NFL. What is the lesson here? I'll tell you what the lesson is. No one wants to hear about these women. No one wants to hear you come out. Women will continue to not report things over and over and over again, because not only are you made to feel as if you're the liar, but then they want to turn around and paint you as a gold digger, as you're out for money, as you're out for this and that. We're not. We're not all out for that. We are almost one half of the population that watches this damn sport. But when it comes time to defending your own, you want to treat us like we're some sort of just manipulative gold digging component of society, and we're not. And secondly, if I ever, ever see another person with an NFL name tag of any sort of executive position come out and explain to me about the integrity of the shield. So help me God if things don't get violent. Integrity does not mean what I think they think it means. Integrity does not mean make as much money as possible and sweep all the bad shit under the rug. It doesn't mean that. It means that you can hold your head up high. You can be proud about the product that you're putting forth and that you're not forcing the fans who consume it to feel gross about when they have to. And another thing, Who's in charge of these things? Owners. Who are owners? Billionaires. What do billionaires do? A lot of things that most of us can't get away with. Billionaires keep retainered uh, lawyers on hand for life. They sweep things under the rug. All those gross, dirty things that none of us could get away with, that's what they do. Rules, laws, codes, they don't apply. These are the same people who defend their employees, who defend Deshaun Watsons of the world. So that's that part. Then the disappointment is fourfold when you go into comment sections or you start to listen to fans because it doesn't seem like anywhere else in the world are we so quick to just let a man do gross things, right? Like we will excuse it if he can throw a ball, run fast, make a shot, hit a ball, whatever. We excuse all of it. What are we doing? Deshaun Watson doesn't know you. He doesn't give a damn about you. You don't know him. And even if he was able to meet you, he still wouldn't care. But you're willing to put your name on the line and your integrity to defend a man who you don't know what he did. But I'm assuming you do have women in your life. And let's just say one of these women was one of the 22. And you're going to tell me that because he wasn't criminally charged, he's cleared? 
He's done nothing wrong. 22 is a lot of smoke. There's at least a little bit of a fire right there. The, the, the quickness with which we just throw away all of these women is disgusting. You have mothers, you have sisters, you have daughters. Think about that for a second. And it's not a female male thing. It wouldn't be such a big deal if males started to look at this through the eyes of someone else. I get it, NFL, bottom line, make a dollar, what have you. But at some point somewhere, if somebody with a backbone and a set of balls could maybe step in and take a stand and do the right thing, it would be glorious. Talk about integrity of a shield because you don't have to banish the guy, but you can certainly wait until the entire thing plays out before you hand over the Brinks truck more than you've done for anyone else. And for the rest of the league, how does this make you feel? You play for the same company that that guy plays for. You are grouped in with all of that. Where are you on this? Why aren't they more vocal? Why aren't you coming out and saying, we don't want this anymore. We're tired of every few months having to have everything go through the dirt because one guy had to act like a, a garbage person. I don't get it. I don't get why they keep doing this. It's, it's hard to be a sports fan sometimes. Sports are supposed to be fun. It's where our disposable income goes. We wanna feel good and happy and cheerful and like, yay, we're doing some fun stuff. No, once again, we are in a predicament where we have to just sit here and sort of weigh out, what am I cheering for and what am I watching and what am I giving my time and money to? And it's disappointing. But I believe in karma. I believe in it still, stupidly, even though I keep seeing it not happen. So, you know, either he gets suspended a year or two or the Browns continue to be the shit show team that they've been since the 60s, Browns fans. I hope you're happy. Have fun with this. You're going to be burning jerseys sooner rather than later. Garbage. Garbage. But F1 was back. And honestly, that's really, really the only thing I have to hang my hat on at this point. God. I was just, I just came back to football, you guys. I just came back. This was one of the reasons I left. And it's not going to change. And they put us in this bad position. Like, am I crazy or does it just feel dirty sometimes to cheer for sports? No, yeah, it feels bad. This whole thing feels, feels really bad. bad. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 I think I think one thing I would add that I think is important is that there are 22 women that are suing him civil civil suits. There are other women, including one that was profiled by the New York Times, uh, I believe who used a synonym, uh, pseudonym rather, who have made allegations but declined to sue. So it's not as though it's only these 22 women. There are others who have made allegations who have chosen not to pursue them, which I think is important in the context of many of these uh, folks in the comments, let's call them, who are saying, oh, these 22 women are just looking yeah. for cash. They're looking for money, et cetera. There are, there is... There are other women who have made allegations who are not seeking any type of financial compensation, which I think ultimately you have to take into consideration. You have to, because if you want to group women in as these manipulative gold diggers who are only out to get a quick buck, well, A, you're inaccurate. That's wrong. And, and my God, look in the mirror, you weird incel. But more importantly, like these women put their names on it. They turn down mm -hmm. settlements. Like if it was, if that's what they only wanted, then this thing would have been over a long time ago. So now they're sitting in their houses with their, their loved ones and their circle of friends and like watching this guy get $230 million, but protected monies for the season coming up. That's the, that's the thing that really grossed me out. Like it was bad enough. We all knew he was going to get a job. I mean, did I know there would be a, I thought it would be, he would have to go in and woo teams and try to convince them that he was worth the risk. I did not realize 
how grossly wrong I'd be about that. That it was in fact teams wooing him to get him yeah. to go. I, he got a raise <laughs> and a promotion. My goodness. And then to to know that he's coming with this, this issue to protect his money. What the hell? Well, and, and themselves. And the reality is we don't know what's in that contract that might protect the Browns against some type of legal situation or otherwise. And to your point, the whole thing just feels bad. And the way it's that gross. they did that like accounting is would imply at least, and I think is true, that they're anticipating some type of suspension or some type of something that they'll have to account for. And that that's not about protecting his money. That's about protecting Hell them. No. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's, well, it's basically rich people protecting rich people, whether it be right. him, owners, what, it's just, it's that circle. People want to be angry at the world. What, you be angry at rich people right now, because that's what's happening. They're protecting themselves, and that's what they do. That's how they got rich. Look, I'm not a person who runs around thinking, we shouldn't have billionaires. Be, do whatever you want to do, but let's not kid ourselves that these people got there by being moral, upstanding pillars of society, okay? That's not how most of them got there. And I know for a fact, I'm not even talking out of my ass. Like I know for a fact, I know I know a lawyer whose entire job is doing this stuff. Like they get away with things. They don't care about you. They don't care about any of this. They have the drink that we all crave and they can pillage the village and do whatever they want knowing that we're gonna still come back and we want that drink, give it to us, treat us like crap, but give us the drink. And they will win it every single time and it is just frustrating. It, it, it's it's beyond. And I, I wish more current active players would speak out against guys when these types of things happen. Just sort of govern within yourselves and, and out each other because what are we going to do? For every one of me, there's 10 people that are telling me to shut up and let the man live. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> he is living. He's living quite well, actually. Better than 90% of the world. I, I, no one took that away from him. Matter of fact, they gave him a lot more than just living. What a reward. Um, I don't mean to throw more logs on the fire, except I want I want to bring up one or two more points. Um, Chris Mortensen reported, I believe, that the at some point in the last several days, uh, the Browns decided they wanted to move on from Baker because they wanted more of an adult um, sure. <laughs> leading their team. And so that paired with the obvious concessions they made to try to make Deshaun want to be there and the three first round picks that they gave up for him <laughs> right makes it kind of a, an extra head scratcher here like yes to everything you already said but also like huh <laughs> like what the, the logic of all of this is a little hard for me to track you want an adult so get rid of Baker and bring in this guy you you want to build for the future <laughs> but or you want to win now? I'm a li like I'm a little confused about all of it. So are they? I think so are they. I I don't know if it was a case of <gasps> we're we're so desperate for a court. Oh my god! Everyone else wants him too. We we have do anything you can to get him. I don't know if it was one of those situations where everyone got caught up in sort of this frenzied desire for Deshaun Watson. But yeah, you've you've mortgaged the future. You've sold your soul to the devil. You've decided that this was the route that you wanted to take as an organization, an organization, mind you, that's not killing it, hasn't been killing it quite some time. I mean, that would explain the desperation, but the lack of logic, I don't have an explanation for that other than sports can be heartbreaking, uh, it can anger you, and what people are willing to overlook for someone who is just talented in, the, in athletics is, uh, it's mind numbing. Oh, and just as a side note, because I did see a couple of these and, and I'm 
of course we're going to hear it at some point. I do have the same energy that I had for Ben Roethlisberger, okay? We're not going to do that here. We're not going to turn this into something else that it's not. This isn't about who, what someone looks like. This isn't a race thing. This isn't anything. Ben Roethlisberger, I also believe to have been a bad human being. And from that day on, did not root for him, actively rooted against him, and hoped that he would never win again. Okay, so there's no energy here for black versus white. This is a garbage person versus decent human being case. And what we have in front of us now, I think for a lot of people, a lot of people, is a case in which there's a lot of smoke here and none of what just happened this past week makes any sense to anyone with any sort of a backbone. But that's not who we're talking about when we talk about the NFL. We've made that very clear over and over and over again. Shout out Calvin Ridley though, bro. You really fucked up the integrity of the league with that $1,500 bet you put down. You're going to sit out the whole season. My God, what a joke. What a joke. But Goodell must be just chilling in his big old leather chair, cracking in that 45 mil a year, doing nothing ever to do any of this as a good service. Nothing. Nothing. Just nothing. Yeah. F1, I, guys. What would you think? Great race? <laughs> Should we take a break and come back? <laughs> like, my God, I wish I had Roger Goodell's job just for like a week. A week. I mean, they wouldn't leave, they wouldn't keep me longer than a week because obviously his job is to placate the owners. But like. Yeah, he works what for them. Those billionaires you yeah. were talking about, they're his bosses, not the other way around. So that's, exactly. that's why some of the logic, the logical gaps from him that or that get blamed uh, on him are easier to understand when you realize that. Right. No, but the thing is that's it's like we've always people try to fool us. Like the statement that the Browns put up. That that's a that's an attempt to sort of try to fool you, you know, to to thinking that well we did our due diligence, we obviously wouldn't just willy nilly. No, they didn't. They didn't. They they got what they needed. They went and found the answers that they desired, the answers that would clear their conscience enough to put a contract in front of this man and his agent and let things get done. That's it. Like no, nothing was done. If something was done, a lot more people would have come forward and said, yeah, they questioned me, but everyone is saying that no one asked them anything. I don't know how investigations work, but I feel like questions have to be asked of more than, oh, I don't know, the person accused. Yeah, I, I, I think what's in a reread of their statement, which seemed to be saying, no, 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 we really took this seriously. We wanted to look into it. What, what it seems to have meant was, we really wanted to make sure the league didn't know anything more than has already <laughs> been reported because we just want to make sure this suspension is not going to be that long. So right. we're going to be we're really buttoned up fans who are worried that the quarterback won't be ready by week eight or whatever. Like, don't worry, we did our double checks there. They didn't in reread didn't mean we called the people who talked to these women, all yeah. 22 of them. That Yeah, that's not what they were getting at. Yeah, we get we had some real like. Real tough PIs on this one, guys. They've been doing this for like the last better part of the last year. No, they didn't do anything. Like, it's just, it's Browns fans now, you sort of have to, you know, being a sports fan in this day and age, and I'm sure it went forever, but like for specifically nowadays, because things are so amplified, it's like you wake up every morning and it's a game of roulette. Like, is today the day my team has employed a garbage person and now I have to take a stand or decide how I want to deal with it and compartmentalize my sports fandom with my what bothers me in the world genes? Like, I don't know. So every day you sort of wake up with that. Like today could be the day. Today could be the day guys that your team does some dumb shit. And now you have to figure out what to do about it. Isn't that fun? That's they fun. That's never. what you want out of a fun they hobby. They would never. Never. Spurs <laughs> would never. I feel can good I, about can that. Can I ask you about that though? Because you're, you're, 
you understand diehard fandom and I want to I want to unpack that for a second. Like so I never yeah. joined a fraternity in college because I was like, look, I don't ever want to have to answer for those guys. Like exactly. I, I, can, I can find a way to make some friends. I'll be fine. I don't need to be in a club where I'm linked <laughs> all the way no matter what. Right. Um, no. But but in our culture and I'm, you know, a diehard fan of a few teams over my lifetime, we're we're trained that you do link up with this team and then you cape up for them no matter what. Do you feel a little bit bad for the let's just say the page of Cleveland, someone who would agree with probably everything you said and feel totally conflicted right now that this thing, this team that they've, you know, suffered with for their whole life kind of, I'll say, does yeah. this to them. That sucks. Yeah. Like that does suck for that person who feels 100. totally conflicted. I I 100% feel bad for that person. It is, you know, again, it goes back to they don't give a damn about you at all. Like when you become a sports fan, you sort of are signing this imaginative contract with yourself and this team. They don't know about it, but it's what you're doing. That you are you are signing over hours, days, weeks, years of your life however many dollars you choose to spend on merch, tickets, what have you. It's an investment, a full investment. And for some people, inevitably, there are lifetime, decades-long fans of the Cleveland Browns who last week all of a sudden had to sort of take a look in the mirror and be like, I've spent my entire life waiting for this team to do something, to, to win something. And now they bring in this person who I cannot root for, don't want to root for, and have, have zero inkling to support, what do you do? I don't know. Because they're going to inevitably be those people. But there are also going to be a lot more of the other people who, as soon as he gets on the field and if they start winning, my goodness, he could kick a cat and throw a puppy into the water. No one cares. Because we are insanely stupid when it comes to fandom and winning. I know the phrase is winning beats all, what have you, but like it doesn't. It shouldn't. It's a game. It's a game that you and I and none of us, we don't even profit from. Like, it's just a game that we maybe get a little endorphin rush from when our team wins. And then we go back to our jobs and our lives and our families and, and no one's the, the wiser. They're the only people that profit from this heavily. And we are the ones that are sitting here going, oh, I don't know what to do. And I do. I feel bad for fans anytime this kind of stuff happens. I felt bad for Steelers fans. My dad was a Steelers fan. And then the Ben Roethlisberger stuff happened. And I was like, ugh. You, I mean, <laughs> I can't support that dude now, which sucks because for Ben Roethlisberger, there's an entire organization of people that happen to be, I'm sure, decent human beings. But one bad apple makes it very hard to cheer for the success of the entire organization. Sucks for them. But I, think it's I know also that there will be. It's also challenging with quarterbacks, right, who so often are the face of the franchise. So that makes yep. it, I think, even harder to separate those two. But I, but I'm hard. encouraged by some of the backlash, if I'm being honest. Like good, I, I really? appreciate that there are. Yeah, I think oftentimes our like comments, right? <laughs> Big quotations yeah. here. It's sort of like uh, a gauge. Are are defensive and say, like pointing out all these things that like may or may not be true. But I've also seen quite a lot more than I was anticipating. I think a backlash toward the Browns of fans and otherwise saying like this sucks. Which it's, I don't know. Maybe that's, things I mean, are changing. Maybe, but I feel like that's also in March, and I think. You know, when the season right. starts, whenever he starts, wh whatever week that will end up being, all of this will have been so diluted. I mean, again, a lot can happen between now and then as well. I think it's funny how quickly we want to take the convenience of, well, he wasn't criminally charged. And some people want to equate that with innocence when in fact it is not. You can watch one episode of Law and Order 
and know that just because there's not enough evidence for something does not mean that something wasn't committed, something wrong wasn't done. It's absurd how quickly we want to excuse strangers with that when it's convenient, when it does something or affects someone that we <laughs> that we think we know, which BS, none of y'all know him. He doesn't care about you. So yeah, and by the way, we haven't even heard from him. And I know, I'm sure his lawyers are like, shut the hell up, but like, nothing. No, Just we, we, what a beautiful life he's had. We yeah, did yeah. initially, and then uh, like, that, those comments didn't really date well. Oof. What a what a what a week. Can I can I wind us off this topic with a more lighter uh, suggestion that I think fits in with your worldview, Beetle? Yes. What if we normalize, oh, like sports fandom divorce? Because I can Ooh. tell you that I have I have broken up with a couple teams in my life, and I've never looked back. It feels great. There you, you move go. on. You you find a, your new happiness. So obviously, I I stopped rooting for the Jets for completely different reasons. Nothing, no moral <laughs> quandaries. I just was hated being miserable all the time. I've never questioned that decision. It's been great. I gave up on the Yankees because I felt like it was basically a cheat code. I couldn't I couldn't live with myself rooting for a team that was basically just rigging the system. So I gave yeah, up no on kidding. them, and I've suffered since. But it's at least I don't have to deal with them anymore. But maybe it's easier for normal. you, maybe. Well, it should be normal, but it's there's a there's like an irrational, illogical passion thing about being a fan where you could be a completely just even keel person in your regular life, at your job, with your family and friends, but sports turns you into some kind of crazy person whose logic and everything just goes out the window. And that's sort of, I think, you know, fanatics. We, all, we always talk about it. Like, it's not when you reach those kinds of fans, like they can't just imagine what you just said. Like they can't just say, oh, I'm just going to stop being a fan. Now some will, I mean, of course some will. This is a, this is a big moment for a lot of Browns fans specifically, um, but many, many more won't. And so that's sort of, it's a fascinating thing to watch. It's always interesting to try to look at it through the eyes of non-sports fans or people who have no real link to the world of sports because it makes no sense to them. They're just like, what's the big deal? That guy sucks. Why would you even waste your time? Exactly. I, yes, it is that simple. And yet, very intelligent, successful people in the world who are fans of teams that employ these guys, uh, they can't seem to separate the two. It's it's weird. The brain almost just gets transformed into some zombie-like super fan. I don't get it. Because honestly, yeah, look, I love the Spurs. I don't love any other team. I love the Spurs. That's it. Uh, and I thought about it. Like We've had, you know, there's been a couple after the fact things that have happened, but I think about that too. Like I'd have to break up with the Spurs. You know, if the, if Deshaun Watson was an NBA player and the Spurs just signed him, I'm out. Like that's it. 25 years or whatever, or 30 years of being a fan sucks, but it's gone. And I'll keep the good memories, but I won't root for you while that person is there. And that's it. It's not well, that so, hard. And you know what? Cincinnati is in your state, Ohio. <laughs> It's it right Bengals there. Are good. It ain't Pittsburgh. You can live with although, this one. Although they like, look, every team's got. That's again, it's hard being a sports fan. Every team's got something. Every team's got something. Well, that's the A block. Uh, <laughs> can we take a quick break and then talk about good things? The people that didn't do awful things to women. Yay. Yes. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome uh, back. We took a took a moment, took a breather, hydrated. We are back to talk about everything else that happened. There's some some happier things that happened. F1 returned the Bahrain Woo! Grand Prix. Uh, nice civilized 10 a.m. start here on Central Time. It was awesome. It was everything I wanted to be. It was a night race. Um, Ferrari predicted to have a good year. Came in one and two. Uh, mm-hmm. Hamilton three. But I think there were a couple stories that. Well, I am going to start the conspiracy theory now. Great. I want to take credit for it when it turns out it's true. But somebody has definitely broken into the Red Bull garages and sabotaged both those cars because with two and one lap left, both cars just stopped working. Like <laughs> Verstappen was in second place and he and, and Leclerc were going back and forth, back and forth, and then it just broke. And then with one lap left, Chico Perez just, Chico broke. Like it just stopped working. That's not Get better cars. That's not a coincidence. Both <laughs> cars just stop. So yeah, yeah I'm calling it now. There are new now, car regulations, and please. Uh, they need to work on that. Mm-mm. I want all the video footage from the last week Chaos. of setups, uh, in and out, who came in, who went out. But yeah, it was awesome to watch Ferrari get things done, and I do hope they have a good year. And Haas, the big winner of the weekend was Haas, who has been like the laughing stock, bottom of the barrel for a long time. Uh, this guy Gunther, if you watch Drive to Survive, I think is a fan favorite. Just this German smiling guy with just the crappiest job in the F1 world. But they had a fifth fifth place spot with Kevin Magnussen, who just returned this yeah. season. Like that was a big, it was a big moment. So F1's back. And of course, the the bell of the ball of the weekend is March Madness. And uh, you know, brackets be damned. Who cares? Those were all dead after day one. But holy crap, has this been fun? Have you guys I mean I say this every year, like this is the most fun, but this feels like the most fun. <laughs> the most fun. Look, I one thing that you guys know about me is that I'm a diehard St. Peter's Peacocks fan. We I've do know been that. A Peacocks fan. Yep. Uh, so I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Gabe's like, yep. They gave me an excuse to write a graphic that said "still peacocking," and so for that, I am nice. grateful. <laughs> I, the fact that the 15 seed Cinderella team is like from Newark, New Jersey. Uh, like, no, <laughs> Jersey City. Jersey City. Jersey Don't City. you oh, dare. Sorry. Don't That's you rude. dare. That's rude. My Yo, bad. you want to piss off an entire Jersey City population <laughs> right now? I'm on from <laughs> the other side of the Hudson, folks. My bad. My bad. I'm with you, Jersey. The boss all the way. But The boss. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The, Wait, it what were you going to say? No, I just, I love that like a 15 seed being from Jersey is... What all 15 seeds should be when it's like Oral Roberts. Like what What the hell is even yeah, the Oral Roberts? Where is that? Like also Oral is some... a gross word. Let's just move on. From it's that. just it's yeah. You know what? <laughs> oral is my moist. You know it's, how people uh, feel that way? It, it's my That's panties. How I feel about that. Oh, oh, wait. All of this took a turn. No, they're all related. Yeah, stop talking. Move on. (laughs) Why are there so many? No, you guys did this. Why are there so many innuendo laced? team names in college basketball like why do they give us so many jokes know. like that like a 14 seed was longwood you yeah know? Like, baby you think, you think us <laughs> boys weren't making those jokes like, i just... mean that's why you probably picked going there for that reason i uh, would sure like because <laughs> if i'm a 17 year old i'm like <laughs> longwood that's funny but no you like... don't want to go to longwood i, pr- I have like... friends of mine not friends people all from high school went there it's like in the middle of nowhere in virginia it's not okay you but you could make that argument for like I mean, there's a bazillion universities and colleges. You make a good point. I will, it's like, like I will say that the 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 Peacock story I love. Jersey City, what? I also I don't know if you guys do this, but during March Madness, this is when I go down my deepest, darkest 
Wikipedia rabbit hole uh, hours and hours where I'm like, where's that school? Tick, 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 tick. And then I start going down. I'm like, what are the famous alumni from St. Peter's? And it's like, <laughs> oh, the school's like 150 years old. Like, you know, you're just sitting here thinking, oh, look at this little cute school. Where'd they come from? Oh, no, they've been here. They've been here. They were an all boys school forever. Bob Menendez, politician. A lot of politicians came out of that area. But I also loved it because calling that the game was uh, Ian Eagle and Jim Spinarkle, who are, you know, from the area. And at one point, I think they forgot that they were on television because they started talking about how the <laughs> drive from Jersey City to Philly, you take the 95 and you and I was just like, the rest of the country's going, what are they talking about? But I loved every second of it. I'm rooting for them. I, everyone's rooting for them, right? But Beetle, did you see the name of their arena? Isn't it like Run Baby Run? Yes. yes. Like what is that? Yes. No idea. Don't care. Love it so much. I, every time somebody would say it, I'd be like, is that, am I hearing that right? Why? Yeah. Why? I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. There's like 5,000 students total. It's Jersey, man. It's Jersey. I'm all in. We got to get hats. But yeah, that's not the only thing that happened. Michigan, I think, has become like sort of a, a fun thing to watch. Um, people rooting for him. And yeah, it's just, it's fun. And so many high seeds just gone. Get back. Oof. Yeah. Can I ask you about Jawan Howard? Sure. So I feel like, I feel like because he had this obvious mistake, uh, maybe maybe it's a word worse than mistake. He he screwed up. And you talking about when he uh, mushed put his guy. hands on a man? Yeah, he mushed a coach. Mushed. Yeah, it's fine. Mushed. But I think this is where there's a little bit of a disconnect between the people who play the sport and are like right there that we're watching, and all of us who talk about this. And and I I don't really want to tie this back to Deshaun Watson, but there might be a similarity oh, here. Yeah. But no, I'm not trying to wind you up on that. Here, here's the thing. I think that you could see when there's this great video of Jawan hugging a kid who just he just yes tennessee loses this kid's heartbroken there are three like they should have won that game they don't and Jawan is hugging him and he's not gonna he's not gonna let this kid down and it's in the same exact moment of the game where he mushed the coach a few weeks earlier and we killed (laughs) him for that and and luckily people are praising him for the hug but i just think it goes to show that like these guys who know each other who are in the moment together do see each other differently than we judging them from the outside Sure. That kid wanted a hug from Jawan. I mean, it, so much so when that moment happened that I, my brain sort of did one of those weird glitches where I was like, wait, that's not his, what? Why is he hugging yeah. the other player? Oh, that's weird. Okay. So it was like, took me a second. I was like, here's, here's what I could say about that. Like every human being on planet earth, we have levels of, of mistakes that we make through life, right? Some of us are in front of a camera all the time. Like Jawan Howard's moment was seen by everyone. And so it was just like, oh, that, that wasn't a good look. But he also has decades and decades of time on earth, people that know him, people that have worked with him, played with him, what have you, that have just come forward and said, and even during this game, people were like, it bummed me out when that moment happened with him because that's not who he is. And more than five different people said that. It was like, that's not who Jawan Howard is. He had just a, a brain fart moment. We all had to see it. It wasn't great, but it's not him. And I think there's value in that. Like you can mess up. I'm not here to tell you you can't mess up. But there's also something to be said about a person's character and and the the equity that they have built for themselves as a human being. That, that has value, of course. I don't hear anybody coming forward to the other guy that you mentioned in this scenario. I ain't heard nothing. Nobody. And so there is something to be said, like you, and we see it all the time, whether somebody gets sick or whatever, 
sometimes people just remain quiet and we don't hear anybody say anything. But you can really tell about what an impact a, a human's had on everyone around them by the way they come. Look, we lost we lost John Clayton last week, right? And you could tell by the outpouring of stories and sentiment and memories that this was a man who touched a lot of people and had a lot of great memories for people. That's character. That was a, his equity was built up to a level that he could have made a mistake. And then we would have been like, all right, he made a mistake. Not 22 of them that were criminal, even if they were dismissed. Okay, what else? That was March Madness. I got it out of my system. By the way, how are your brackets? Just just obligatory question that we're supposed to ask. I might as Anything? well have lit $25 on fire. <laughs> ah, yeah. Do you have anyone alive? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have Gonzaga winning, so that's okay. good. Okay. You're uh, in it. And I have Arizona, I think, in my final four. But yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I took – I made some dumb choices early trying to – guess upsets and just fail that's what we do what about you gabe anything yeah i'm doing pretty well actually i so i've tried to personalize my bracket and like pick <clears> teams <throat> that winners from people i've worked with or are friends with oh. places i have some association with so uh from our shared time in central connecticut uh yukon <laughs> burned me I, I had them Same. going way further than i should have usc uh in my current life that that burned me a little bit but otherwise, I got Nova winning it all. I, Samesies! I'm, oh, nice. Is it because beats? of Jay Wright's handsomeness? Because that's what I did mine for. Yeah, he is handsome. Man, he's right? holding on to that handsomeness. He was he the really young, is. handsome coach, and now he's the old, handsome coach. He's that's only 60. Do. Is they he the next better. Coach K? And by the way, I'm glad no! we didn't say Coach How K till now. dare you say that? Okay, First go. of all, take it back. I do. Already. I, I don't know Thank why you. I said it in the first place. <laughs> My God. My God, man. That's disgusting. Okay, here's what I meant by that. What is happening? Here's what I meant by the next Coach K. Is Jay Wright going to be... He's 60 years old. Coach K is 75. Coach K has, I believe, five titles. Coach K is 75? Damn right. Yeah. Why, do you think he was 80? I have no idea how old I thought he was. Just 75 feels wrong. Okay, I'm sorry. That's because you're a young person and you can't even imagine reaching 75. I'm a youth. That's right. Sorry, Dorelos Gabe, with my youthness. Uh, Jay Wright might win another title this year. He's got a couple so. in the last few years. Like, I, we could be, you know, he could have multiple titles before sure. seventy at all at one program, and we might have just found in our lifetime the replacement for Coach K as like the greatest of all time. And to my knowledge, I'm not mm. aware of any big scandals at Villanova. Uh, you know, no. I think they've Jinxing run that it. program mostly the right way. Seems like it. I mean, I, I nothing sticks out. I mean, maybe we, I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, maybe. But I don't know why we have to be so quick to be like the next coach. Who cares? Like, let's just have the, he's the current Jay Wright. That's And go. when it's all said and done, Jay Wright, he might be the barometer by which we measure everything. Also Sick just such coach a great K. name. You know? Yeah, it's really good. Jay Wright. Mm. Jay Wright. Yeah, I got Nova winning it all too. I tried. I did the same thing. I tried to personalize it. I had Texas, you know. Oh well. And it was weird because I worked with Sean Elliott last night in uh, Arizona. That <laughs> it was a little closer than I than I think Arizona alum wanted it to be. And so for a hot second there, I was like, <gasps> but no, we didn't get that one. That's all right. We got the next one. Uh, by the way, I know there's stuff. I know for a fact that this week there's stuff I missed. Yeah. So yes. let's just jump right in because I, I missed happened. this first one. Go ahead. This is a good one, Paige. <laughs> yeah, so I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was quite funny. Uh, so Padre superstar Fernando Tatis Jr., who is an absolute delight to watch. To He's just great for the game of baseball, if you want to say that. He's unfortunately <laughs> going to be out for a few months with a wrist injury that he sustained from a motorcycle accident in the offseason, which we 
don't love for him, which is not the point of the story. The point of the story is that when asked when the accident happened, he said, which one? (laughs) Not something you want to hear from your star player that you just paid hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, God. In the name of Jay Williams, dude, have we learned nothing? When you are currently active and being paid hundreds of millions of dollars, let's just stay off the motorcycles for, oh, I don't know, until retirement. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. I think I could stay off a motorcycle until I was done being paid. But at least, you know what? At least he's okay. Just a wrist injury could be way, mm-hmm. way worse. But which one? Yo, yeah. loved ones, keep him off the bikes. Period. Uh, so we hope he gets better <laughs> and we hope he stays off motorcycles. Please. Which one? Love you. That's a, it's a great and honest response to that. It question. really is. Yes. <laughs> That's Lord. when you remind yourself that he, I mean, he is like 21, I want to say, 22. Too like honest. He's very young. That's when you remember yeah. how young he is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah if he was a know, grizzled vet. I'm not trying to beat up on, on him and I'm sorry he got hurt. He's a fun player to watch. But like also, however young he is, he grew up at the junior on the end of his name. Good is, point. His dad was a major league baseball <laughs> That's player. That's actually like, a great, Yeah. He grew up knowing how this is supposed to work. It's a great point. I know. But again, but then a reminder, he's young. And when you're young, you, you think you've got 100 years to go. Yeah. You don't think that anything bad's going to happen. And why would you? Your life is awesome. Yeah. So like you're on a high every day of just I'm living my life, but yeah, that's I'm glad he's okay and hopefully lesson learned. Well, At least till he's done. Another be- Beatle trigger warning here. I watched half awake, half sober the Kanye documentary since last time wow. we spoke. Yeah, and um, I realized, you know, Fernando Tati Jr. driving around on a motorcycle against everything that anyone would advise him feels a little bit like when you watch Kanye in his element and you see <laughs> how hard it would be for even a, a well-intentioned person who cares about him to step in and be like, dude, 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 uh, don't do that. Just please don't do that. You can see they can't do it. They try. They're always trying to intervene. Like, I'm going to give them right. the benefit of the doubt. I don't know how you're supposed to tell one of these people who supports everyone around them, hey, don't do that. You know what it, it takes, honestly? I, I think it takes a like a legitimate alpha, not somebody who sometimes is an alpha. No, the one that can't help themselves kind of alpha Mm. who really doesn't need him for anything. Like you don't support me. I am literally here because I love you to death and you are my best friend, my favorite relative, whatever. Uh, I don't give a damn about the money, but yo, you got, you have to stop what you're doing period that, but it's, those are not people that are just walking around. Like that's a very mm-hmm. hard thing to find someone who needs nothing from you, wants nothing from you and absolutely just wants your best interest. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I, I think a lot of people that are very famous and rich and all like they don't have any of those. And so that's sort of why you see that happening a lot, not in his case particularly, but like Kanye probably. Yeah, for sure. But thanks for bringing me down. What else? I'm going to take you down <laughs> even further. Here's a guy oh, who could definitely oh, yeah. use an alpha. No. This, this is guy a slow decline. Alpha. This whole Here we go. <laughs> This whole segment sucks, okay? According to multiple sources here at The Athletic, our colleagues at The Athletic, who do a tremendous job with the real journalism, not what we do. <laughs> with capital J. Yeah. <laughs> Read the whole piece. It's mind-blowing. But former Jags coach Urban Meyer was apparently <laughs> unfamiliar with star players around the NFL during his tenure in Jacksonville. He did not know who Debo Samuel and Jamal Adams were, but he also did not know who Aaron Donald was. <laughs> He apparently said, I'm paraphrasing, uh, in a meeting, hey, anyone know anything about 99? I think this guy's going to be a real problem for us. Shut 
your yeah. mouth. There's all kinds of anecdotes in a new piece that's out about Coach. Um, he wanted to install Tebow Tuesdays, something I co-signed. That is a good idea. But he was like a total asshole to all of his players consistently. Uh, endless number of anecdotes about Urban Meyer. Is there a bottom with this guy? Um, wow, I wish I could say there was. He reminds me of a certain someone that was front and center in the world for a few years not that long ago, uh, not knowing anything around him, being so arrogant as to not want to do any of the homework, and then ah. also treating everyone around you like garbage. Super fun characteristics. Loving it. They're buddies, by the way. Yeah, paint me surprised. But the thing about that is, is I, sometimes I wonder, like, when you've sort of been drinking your own Kool-Aid for as long as a guy like Urban Meyer has, and you've just reached this point where you're like, I'm Urban Meyer, and that and that alone is enough for me to get jobs and be successful. And then the hard reality was it wasn't enough. And then you start to lash out because the results you think you deserve are entitled to are not happening. So now you're just going to be mean. It's just, it's like a, it's like a downward spiral of when you, when you're already kind of a shitty character and it just, it never really picks up after that. So at least we don't have to deal with it anymore. People out of millions of dollars. Again, how do we keep paying this person? Somebody, I don't, I'll pay him. Shit. Look at me putting chapstick on because I'm getting all angry. I got to put my Urban Meyer chapstick on. Okay, go on. Oh, God. Oh, this my next, God. This next okay. one. This next not, one. Okay, this talk about getting fired up. I am, oh. I am very fired up about this in a way that feels visceral. So Michigan Whoa. linebacker. Yes. Michigan linebacker David uh, Ojabo. I actually don't know how to say his last name. Gabe, do you know? I don't have any more confidence in pronouncing it than you okay, just said. Okay, we're going to go David Ojabo. Um, unfortunately, during his pro day, uh, which are happening over the last few weeks and next couple weeks, uh, he tore his Achilles during the pro day drill. Um, there are cameras everywhere. Michigan's oh. obviously a huge program. Tears his Achilles, which is terrible, but that is not the point of the story. He tears his Achilles, goes down, is clearly writhing around in pain because Achilles oh. pops just happen like that. Yeah. And one of the coaches, who knows, walks past him to pick up the ball that he dropped, doesn't hey. attend to him at all. Not a single person goes to his aid. Nothing happens. Why? Was, is he not, like, what, do people hate him? What's the problem? I have no idea. A lot of the speculation was about, a, a lot of the feedback, we'll call it, was about how, sorry, gang, the NFL is a business. You tore your, your Achilles, get out of here. On to the next drill. Someone else pop up there. We have players to evaluate. I hate it so much. So they treat they On treated a him like a, like a like a limp horse. That's basically how he was yeah, looked at, like an much. animal. Which, by the way, pretty I hate much. that analogy because I love animals and I don't look at them less. Or you know what I mean? Like that's gross. That Not is one gross. person. And there but were, please, by all means, tell me more about student athletes and how you give a damn. Get the twenty five people standing around there. Twenty five and grown ups. Not, Not just people. Yeah. Grown ups. People adults, that are in like charge of leading for. men. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's gr- oh, you know what? I I hope I hope he can get past this and have an. I just want him to go out and make a bazillion dollars and then pull a pretty woman and go back and be like, I'm going to give you guys a brand new gym, and they'd be like, No, I'm not. Big mistake. Huge. I'm out. Like I want him to get revenge. I want everyone to get revenge. That's what life's about. Revenge and petty. We got you, Big Dave. Screw those dudes. And now, now I'm rooting against Michigan in March Madness. That's how quickly it trickles down. God. See? Well, we're just on the Jawan train. Sorry, Jawan. Now, now I'm off. Because so, of the but, actions of some dude I don't know, you are now out. Well, that I actually, sucks. I saw this one and I texted some guys 
who have played in the league for like a, this is so bad that there has to be an explanation. There must be, we're all overreacting, right? Like there's some something like that. They, there's a protocol. They're not allowed to go attend to him for 10 more seconds before, you know, who knows some, I mean, but some still. reason. And the guy I texted was like, no, it's as bad as it looks. So, you know, it's gross. And even if there was a protocol, another human being is rolling around on the ground in pain. I don't give a shit about protocols. Like that person hurts. I, I at least stand there and help. It's like, what can I do? Or yeah. be there so he's not feeling like completely alone. The, like, the guy just walked by him. That that's that's who's that's that what guy? kills let's, me. Let's get that guy. I get maybe the initial like shock or like you 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 know fight sure. fire, freeze. You freeze. You actively walked past this person to pick up the ball on the ground that he dropped. That's crazy. It's like those um, experiments they do with strangers, like to see how people will react, except for oh, yeah. this wasn't a stranger. This is someone who you've been under his tutelage and you just walk right by him. Nah. Nah. I'm going to use it as a segue. Do any of these get good or like what's the deal? No, nah, I'm going to well. give you a segue here, a football one. Hold <laughs> oh on. Then there's a good one. Segue is Matt Stafford got a four-year extension. You'll figure out why I'm connecting Matt Stafford to the walking by not caring as someone goes down in a heap. Do you oh, remember no. that story? That was just a couple oh, no. weeks ago. I mean, yes, I do. Although, again, the internet never loses. Okay. Yeah. Because remember, it all came out after that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Matt Anyways. Stafford got his money. Allen Robinson goes to L.A. Uh, Devontae Adams goes to Las Vegas. Juju Smith-Schuster goes to Kansas City. A lot of moves, uh, a lot of talent being consolidated in a couple different divisions. Did any of it jump out to you at all, Beetle? I know it was a hard weekend with NFL news for you, but try to have fun <laughs> with this. Do you have any like new feelings about who might win next year based on all the moves of the last oh. few days? No, I mean, not not who might win just because I feel like, I've, you know, I usually am just like stick with who just won until proven otherwise. But for me, I think the Von Miller to Buffalo thing was pretty eye opening. Also, it's weird because I, for me, it feels like Von Miller has been playing football for 47 years mm. and then he just got this massively big contract. I'm like, damn, dude, how, yeah. is he 100? But the big one for me that just kind of oozed drama and gossip was probably the Devonte Adams leaving Green Bay. Like after all of that, I think most of us assumed that this was a package deal, like Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, like Aaron staying. Now let's figure that. And then he left. And I know that there's history with Carr and like whatever, but it's no, no offense to Carr. I mean, yeah, I'd rather live in Las Vegas than Green Bay, but also you've got the reigning MVP quarterback over here and you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm going over here. So it's, it, that one felt a little like what's going on here. There's more to that, but yeah, there were some big moves, some big, big names moving around. But Buffalo, all right. Did you, you interpret the lack of Aaron Rodgers posting and moaning and complaining as he was in on this and he did know and he doesn't actually care about anything in the No, reality? because I, I read a gossip article this morning that he was in wine country in California with Shailene Woodley. So I guess they're back on. Uh, and so he's probably Are just- Are we talking about Dumas? Uh... No, no, not What's this that? time. Daily that? Mail. Don't Daily worry about Mail. it. Don't worry about it, Gabe. What's Dumois? Well, if you don't know, we can't tell you. <laughs> Look Dumois it up. the town he was in? No. <laughs> you are so ignorant. Is it the vintage he was drinking? <laughs> no. Uh, it was, uh, it's a website. A, gl a glorious, glorious website. Yeah. Oh, it's God. sort of, it's I would compare it to like early teens gawker vibes. Yes. Yes. Get on it, bro. All right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> what else? Did I miss anything else? 
I don't know, Paige, was there anything else we need to cover? Uh, you know, the one thing <laughs> yeah, I want to mention is that, because I think there's a story here, if I recall correctly, um, Maury, the iconic <gasps> television show that takes up time of our afternoons, is calling it quits mm. after 31 seasons. And I think you've met him or worked with him or there's some story several there? Several times, several okay. times. Well, in my previous to ESPN life, um, just a just a young hungry pup trying to get some on air time. He would do these video compilation shows where you would he would get like just random sort of on air humans from around the country to come in and just lead into these like not really bloopers necessarily, but like caught on camera types of things. Um, and, and he was always very lovely. But what was great about doing that was that you they take you. It's a it's across from Madison Square Garden, and there's a couple like different offices, and so they put us all in one little green room. But there are other shows being taped. Like, Maury's no stupid. He, he tapes, like, a bunch of shows and then has, like, 10 months off a year. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant Jeez. plan. So he's taping the sort of You Are Not the Father shows also on the same day. So there would be drama going out in the hallway, like, screaming and yelling and running. And our, our handlers would literally tell us, don't go into the hallway right now. Just whatever you do, don't go in the hallway. And we're like, well, why not? And it because there was, like, screaming and fighting going on about a you are not the father moment and i was like this is everything i love maury i just he's just a very kind person and i guess gabe we had him on sports nation of course we, we did like why we did <laughs> and i when i saw maury's name pop up uh in our text thread for this show i quickly like i often do just googled a bunch of things to f try to find a clip to embarrass you with and the clip <laughs> the clip does not exist there was a clip beetle huh. like we did some bit where we used to do this game where it was like a dating show to pick who would win each week or something. That's right. I don't remember exactly how it worked, but then we had Maury sub in for like Cowherd or something. And then Beetle yep. was, I don't know, remember like the, the giants weren't your, the father of <laughs> so your pick or something. I don't know. It was some <laughs> nonsensical analogy and you sprinted out of the, or the, the studio screaming and crying. It was a fun As moment. As one does. Does As not exist does. on tape anymore. Damn! I bet Maury had it all scratched off the internet. Yeah, he's yeah, no he's no that. fool. I love Maury Povich and Springer. Those guys are killing it. They won the game of life. Period. Yep. Um, God, well, you know what? Congratulations to Maury. It's a hell of a career. Now, Great and he run. loves to golf, so now he's just going to golf even more than he already was. And I'd like to say we're taking a break to think about that, and also to come back and wrap things up. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to What Did I Miss? I'm back from the dead. Sorry about that. No worries. Okay, so are you going to read the text? I'm going to read the text. All right, let's do it. This is a text that we got from uh, someone who didn't sign their name. Hey, Michelle Beadle, big fan of the show. Thank you for the content. As a fellow Spurs fan, I absolutely share your hatred for Ray Allen. <laughs> I was wondering who's on your Mount Rushmore people you hate in the name of the Spurs. He says, oh. I'm assuming it's a he. Could it be a she? Could they be she. say, oh, mine? Wow, thanks for asking. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, and just missing out, Kawhi Leonard. Damn. Okay, okay. Wow. Look, I get it. I uh, I very much get it. I actually lost my cool on television uh, getting it so much because I also felt like that. I felt very much like he was being a turd. But, I mean, I don't know if I hate him. Because, which is very rare for me to say, but time passed and he went to Toronto and he won there. And I was just sort of like, eh, 
Kawhi is just a different bird, you know? He's just, we were sort of used to a, a certain way of things being done in San Antonio here, and, and like, Kawhi just wasn't. He's just a great, amazing basketball player, but different than, you know, a David Robinson. So, that being said, Ray Allen, I don't know if I have four. Zaza put freaking Chulia. Speaking of Kawhi Leonard, because he murdered Kawhi Leonard, and that was basically the end of Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio. Um, mm -hmm. I used to, and this is only as a Spurs fan, because as a person, I love him, but Shaq, uh, because he was always so disrespectful and um, dismissive of the greatness of Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard, of <laughs> David Robinson and Tim Duncan. And I don't know if I have a fourth. We'll keep I, it open. Yeah, right? Like, I feel like that's a fluid. Maybe the fourth is just a fluid and given, like, here and there. Because Chris Paul, he's hit some shots. that, uh, But then again, Chris Paul hasn't gone on and dominated. So it sort of doesn't feel like it's worth the hate. Like, the Ray Allen shot resulted in losing the championship. So that's that's hate. Right. Zaza Pachulia, we lost our best player at the time forever. Uh, and then we're out, knocked out of the playoffs. So, like, those were real big things. But, yeah. But I get it. I get it. According to Alexa, by the way, I don't know if you've seen that video, but it's Kawi. Kawi Leonard. And I love it so much. Uh, that's it for this episode of me losing my cool and trying to figure out what the NFL's problem is. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Thursday, I am so excited. We have Josiah Johnson on, who is the king of the meme world and, and all things social media. And I'm so stoked to talk to him. Uh, as a reminder, voicemails, texts, we do have a phone number. It's 631-397-0403. Page for Gabe who just left anyways <laughs> Michelle we'll see you guys next time <laughs>